Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer Got Me Here with your host, Nick. We are in episode 6, and for this episode, I am chatting with Andy and Garrett from Rolling Hops Beer Tours, which is a Toronto-based touring company that explores hidden gems around the city and unique breweries within them. We will get to know a little bit more about the team, the tours, and the upcoming collaboration. Stay tuned for that. So it was really only about five episodes in, and just out of surprise, the team from Rolling Hops reached out through Instagram, and they let me know that they wanted to take part in the podcast. So through a little chat, it went from an episode feature, that's originally, I think, what was going to be happening, to an existing continuous collaboration, which is very exciting. I didn't expect anything like this to happen so soon. So we'll get a little bit more into that later, but... I have to thank Andy and Garrett for joining me on the podcast. So Andy and Garrett, you're part of the Rolling Hops Beer Tours of Toronto. Andy, you want to tell us a little bit about you? Hi, Nick. Yeah, we're super excited. Uh, Garrett and I are both really excited to be on the podcast. Very nice to chat with you again. So like you mentioned, Garrett and I, we run um, our craft beer tour company based out of Toronto. We are called Rolling Hops, Rolling Hops Beer Tours. So in pre-COVID times, um, we give, we tailor, we we created essentially three different craft beer related tours, essentially like neighborhood tours in the city of Toronto. So we showcase the craft beer in those particular uh, neighborhoods as well as sort of that's, that's actually Garrett's sort of specialty. Garrett is our beer aficionado. He's the beer nerd in the duo that we have. And then I, myself, I chime in with a little bit more of like your, your social science, humanity sides of things, side of things. So touching on the neighborhood itself, why crapperies have latched themselves onto these particular neighborhoods, um, the history of the neighborhoods, why um, sort of how they've, they've come to be um, in the past century or so, like how they've really evolved and um, kind of both ways, why craft breweries have gravitated towards these particular neighborhoods and how these craft breweries ha- are really shaping the neighborhoods as well. So talking about that and just general beer history as well and how it pertains to Canada and North America and the world. So we really do, we have, we have a load of fun um, doing them because it's, we, we touch base, we, we do a bit of drinking beer as well along the actual yeah. tour. Um, so we visit for all three of our tours, we visit four different craft breweries. So Garrett goes through like he's he's the hands on guy going through the beer selection that our patrons are consuming. And then I'm kind of the extra flair in terms of yeah, just talking about beer in general and, and, and some history stuff. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, during the COVID time that we find ourselves in, we've shifted to doing virtual virtual tours or virtual tastings as we call them so we kind of the best as we can uh we've taken our actual physical tours and created a a virtual um equivalent so sort of garrett goes through a formal beer tasting um so we do we handle the logistics getting an assortment of craft beer to our to our guests Uh, we set up a, a nice zoom call for them and uh, Garrett goes through a formal tasting, and then I chime in with just some of my uh, some fun information about beer, craft beer, and its relation to the world. So, yeah, that maybe does that sum it up, Garrett. I'm sure I missed a lot, but oh, I didn't think you covered it down A to Z. Yeah, absolutely. Craft beer, unique craft beer experiences, I think, is our 
if you had to sum it up into one little slogan, that's what Rolling Hops is all about. And how did you guys get together then? Where, where, where does the history start? That's uh, a good question. So um, Andy and I were old university buddies. <clears throat> so we both went to a university in Toronto. Um, you know, completely different majors and degrees. So we just kind of stumbled upon each other through a very similar friend circle. Uh, and lo and behold, eventually became friends somehow. And we're still friends today, I think. Anyways, I know. I'm just joking. Of course we are. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, going through university and hanging out and drinking and, you know, we sort of, um, I wouldn't say stumbled upon the craft beer scene, but like, you know, Andy and I were both beer drinkers. Um, you know, I guess since we were legally allowed to consume the beverage and as I think more so for myself, moving to Toronto, really getting immersed in the craft beer scene is something that I really took a liking to. Um, and then, you know, just went down a rabbit hole from there. Um, mainly because, you know, I, I come from a family, like my dad's a big beer drinker, but like, you know, most, maybe if I dare say the boomer population, I love my parents, but you know, it was a lot of the macro beer, right? Mm -hmm. Just you go to the beer store, you get your, you get your two, four butter cores or in my dad's case, good old, old Vienna OV. Um, and that's really sort of what I was, you know, that's what, that was my experience with beer prior to moving to Toronto. And so when I found out, you know, craft beer could be so much more, um, like I said, kind of went down a rabbit hole and wanted to learn all about it, experience every single bit of it. So, you know, back to, I guess, present day, Andy and I, we would, we'd go to different breweries and, you know, we'd try to check out some of the different craft beer and some of the new spots. And, and on the in-between, Andy would be talking to me about, you know, some of the history components of where we are and why, what certain landmarks meant and, and, you know, why these neighborhoods are the way they are. Um, and then I'd be sharing my, you know, lack of a better word, wealth of newly found craft beer knowledge with him. And we would just go craft brewery to craft brewery, you know, time in, time out. So, you know, 10 or 12 times later, after my wife rolls her eyes, 10 or 12 times more, after Andy and I keep chatting about the same, same stuff over and over again, we figured, you know what, someone might actually enjoy what we're, what we're spewing out here and, and, uh, and created a, a craft beer experience around it. And that's sort of how Rolling Hops came to be. Um, but you know, it wasn't necessarily just the fact that we talked about this stuff and we think people would, would like it, but really how much we love the craft beer scene and the community behind it all. Uh, we thought it was something that absolutely everyone should experience at, at some point in their lives. And what better way to do it than to, you know, take a formal tour around the city where it's, it's specifically guided. It shows you all these spots. It, it's sort of, and sort of a welcome helping hand in, in right into the craft beer community. And that's really what we, what we tried shooting for. I guess that's kind of how, uh, how we came to be. How many uh, breweries are on your roster right now? And is it growing? Oh, that's a good question in terms of like our actual physical tours. Like we have three different, three different tours in Toronto. Um, so there's four each. So four times three, 12. However, we have relationships and some, some more fun relationships with some, some of our breweries that are on our physical tours for our virtual events, but then we've established relationships with a few other breweries as well. So I don't even know, Garrett, like we've, we're also kind of moving, we've also started to establish a few relationships with breweries outside of Toronto, believe it or not, for our virtual events. So we're starting to connect with the couple breweries in Hamilton 
the city of Hamilton. So I don't know, Garrett, what do you think? How many like total breweries that we worked with? I like guess that we have relationships with. I don't know. Um, Close to twenty. Know. I'd say there's probably a lot that we have a, a very brief relationship with. Some that are maybe mm-hmm. a little more, a little stronger than others. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably twelve at least. <laughs> uh, they all know us, anyways. We're, we're not strangers. You know, we we didn't just walk in one day and say, "Hey, we have this group of twelve people that is going to come sample a bunch of beer now." Uh, they know we're coming. They know who we are, at least. And we, you know, we give them a heads up. And we, we have, you know, we talk to the tap managers, and maybe we don't know the owners or the head brewers all the time, but we have at least a, a good understanding that they know who we are and what we're doing. And and yeah, we come by and they, they help us out. And they're, they're all really good about it. Uh, but I guess in total, a number, at least at least, I'd say twelve, definitely for our, our events, and maybe to, uh, fourteen, decently good relationships, I'd say. Yeah. We're always so, open, open to make more relationships. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah, because that's already a pretty good number. That would keep you fairly busy. Yeah. Already. That should make a, a decent summer. Hopefully when you get back to doing the physical tours, but even the virtual, that should still be that should still keep you fairly busy. Absolutely. And it and it also, on top of all that, allows for uh, you know, a little bit of uh, variety and diversity in, in, the, in the craft beer selections that we choose for our, our virtual events. You know, we don't just, we're not just sticking with one brewery all the time. Uh, but, you know, even on our virtual events, uh, well, it depends on the group. Sometimes it'll all be, you know, a selection of craft beer from one specific brewery. But the fact that we have all these partnerships and, and relationships, it's nice to, to work with some of the other ones. And then it also helps out our guests because then we can, you know, showcase a couple different brews from different breweries and, and sort of, uh, you know, like I said, provide that variety to our guests. You guys aren't really the only touring company in Toronto. I'm sure there's a couple others. So what makes you guys different from the ones that are already out there? Because you, you guys are still fairly new, but these guys have probably been operating for a couple of years longer. So what makes you different from the remainder? That's yeah, that's a great question. question. I think, yeah, there are certainly other beer related tour companies, not only in Toronto, like, but a few others in Southern Ontario showcasing a few other locations outside of, outside of our big metropolis. But yeah, I think the, the biggest difference is sort of our, our mixture of really delving deeper into into craft beers connection with Toronto, with going into sort of the socioeconomic socioeconomic effect um, to the city as well as to the country, as well as like to culture in itself. So it's, it's way more of, I think there are a lot of other tours that really do focus on like, oh, we're gonna hit a lot of beers, a lot of breweries and try lots of beer. And it's really just beer focused. And I think we, we kind of delve further into beer culture and the, the fabric of of beer in general in, in, in its in its history predominantly as well as in its in its recent history and and craft beer in the, its sort of Garrett and I like to say the craft beer renaissance or the revolution in the past couple of decades we we really do focus on we we just go further than just the beer itself we really kind of create an experience that that creates an analysis and, and some thought provoking content on, on what beer means. If I can get a little bit fluffy, <laughs> uh, philosophical for you, Nick. Yeah. On top of that, I guess, well, we're not the only walking 
you know, craft brewery or brewery tour company. There, I think there are one or two other ones that, um, you know, sort of have their, their go-to spots, but yeah, there's probably a lot more other companies that'll take a bus or, or a van or something to, to guide people around. Whereas we really enjoy the walking aspect of it. Uh, I think there are some walking tour companies that have a brewery tour option, whereas we're probably more the dedicated, you know, historical walking craft beer tour company. See, that's what I gather from your, from your website, pretty much all your other media. I see that popping out a lot more is that there's more creativity. There seems to be a little bit more history behind what you're trying to accomplish with your, with your craft beer tours. And that's what I thought I saw that would make you different from the rest. You want to connect a little bit more with the city along with beer. And that's really nice to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I really hope to go on one of these tours one day. More than one, for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm happy to have you along. 100%. We're more than invited. Not now, because you can't even you can't even leave yeah. the province. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not fortunate enough to do anything quite yet. But we'll see. Hopefully, in the next year or two, things are a little bit different. But with your virtual tours, it's a that's a different story. I see that you do craft beer virtual tours and you have cheese as well from a company called Grande Cheese. So you support another local business as well doing this virtual tour. Absolutely. Yep. They're, they're really great guys over at Grande Cheese. They're very fortunate to just sort of like, you know, get in touch with them and, and actually work with them on providing some of the cheese. Cause like Andy, it was really just Andy and I walked in one day uh, <laughs> Like we have this idea, we, we're doing these virtual tours. We think it would pair very, very, very well with cheese. I'm a nut for cheese. I absolutely love cheese. So I was like, hey, I can, I can absolutely pair this up there. And we just kind of asked someone at the counter, like, hey, this is, you know, this is kind of what we're wanting to do. It's a little out of left field because we're just, we're not buying anything from your grocery store. But yeah, lovely people put us in touch with the manager, or put us, you know, put us in touch with uh, some of the more higher up management and then just talked about it one day, got some got some cheese to take home and sample and pair. And they were very, very, very welcoming, um, wonderfully easy to work with. And yeah, after that, they just, we just kind of, it's been, I don't know, I guess the rest is history and they've been absolutely fantastic. So we've had some really, really nice success with that, with those events. Great stuff. Really, yeah. It would really add to the, the experience with a virtual tour instead of just consuming beer, which is it's fine on its own, but being able to pair really, really upping the experience. That's quite nice. Yeah, big time. I think, yeah, I mean, Garrett's done a lot of work. I will give him, give him some accolades for his sort of his uh, maneuver to, he's learned a lot about cheese. So like I've, I've kind of been a bit lazy and um, let Garrett really take the reins and really kind of learning a lot more about this new world of pairing beer and cheese. Like everyone's pretty familiar with the classic duo of wine and cheese but there's a lot of cool things that you can do with the, the flavors and the notes of, of beer and, and connecting them with cheese. So Garrett's done a lot of work on that. So it's, um, it's, been, an, it's been pretty fun to do a lot. It's, it's been quite popular. We thought maybe a few, few groups would want to book with cheese, but I think Garrett, I think you'd agree, like we've had quite a bit of success and now it's, it's close to like 50% of our, our virtual stuff includes cheese, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's just painstaking hours trying beer after beer and cheese after cheese. I tell oh, you, that guys, sounds very painful. 
Yeah, it did. It did a number on me, but you know, <laughs> anything, anything for the company. That's uh, that's me. You know, put the time in. A number for you on the scale, because you're overweight now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm slightly fatter than I was before. Yeah, hey, you have to take one for the team, right? Yeah, that's so, right. Right. I mean, if that's not a bad way to go. <laughs> Going well, up. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's only uphill from here. Yeah. Are, are any of you guys uh, looking into when it comes to beer and pairing with cheese or food? Are you looking into ever becoming a Cicerone? I've just recently learned about mm. this and I thought, well, this could be a neat idea to, uh, to accomplish one day in my, my own beer experience. And it sounds like this is sort of the direction you're going is to actually getting a certified Cicerone. It would be great. It'd be nice. Just more so the experience of, of taking like the, you know, the coursework and doing all the, uh, you know, the case studies and, and, and learning all about it. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. You know, I think eventually we'll, we'll get to that point where I, I'm, I'd probably go through some of that, some of the process to become a Cicerone or, or there's also a program in, I think it's more so for, for Canadians, but it's, it's the Prude Home uh, course where you become a, a full on, I think they, they call it a sommelier. Um which I've taken the, the first Prude Home, Prude Home Level 1, which was really fantastic. And, and I think it was great. And it sort of, you know, opens your eyes to the, the nitty gritty details of things. Like, you know, okay, you're drinking a your beer, you're smelling it, and you're tasting it. But it's like, what, is you, what do you smell? What do you taste? What do you think this could be paired with? Uh, you know, so it's all about the beer, but it, as well, it's about, you know, the caretaking of the beer, you know, when keg values should be changed, what the operation of a keg. And like the little, maybe the minute details you wouldn't know unless you perhaps worked at, at a bar and you had to change a keg or, or fix a keg or something to that effect uh, with their line. So I think eventually we'll get to that point. Um, I just, I guess, you know, you got to find the time and, 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 you know, some of the, you know, the courses I'm not, I'm not, I'll be blind, you know, they are a little pricey. Um, yeah, no kidding. To some, to some of these things. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I could just, we could just throw it on the company dollar and, and, and I'd go through it, but you know, we want to make sure it makes sense for us. Uh, more so as a company, like I, I, I like to think that I have maybe more than just uh, the average amount of beer knowledge, of, you know, going, obviously we do these events because I'm comfortable in talking about beer and, and, and a lot of facets that surround it. So, you know, I, I, if I can learn as much as I can through the internet and my own experiences and maybe get to a level that might be just dictated by one of, one of these Cicerone or Somalia levels, uh, I'll probably do that first. And then maybe later on we'll go through it to get that piece of paper. But yeah, eventually going in that direction. I think it would be pretty neat to get something like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I, if I start doing something a little bit sooner rather than later, while well, I can teach you a few things here and there as I go, help you yeah. with the test. Great, for sure. That sounds great. Let's do uh, let's, we can set up a zoom night and, and try <laughs> six to 12, 24 beers. <laughs> Only 24. Okay. Well, that's disgusting. I'm just throwing out small um, numbers. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, Dis disgustingly low or? I meant is, delicious. Is that... Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, so you haven't done, Nick, you haven't done any like coursework or anything, or anything but that's something you're, you're contemplating potentially. It's, not, it's definitely something I'm contemplating. Uh, I've, I've looked into just growing my knowledge. I've come into this really as somebody uh, from the outside looking in the brewery tours that I've done in the past were always so much fun 
as mm-hmm. even as small as a company can be, it's the passion behind the beer and the people who are making it. And you just, you, you want to know more. I've even, I've even thought of getting a job at a, at a brewery just to serve beer. If they have like a, a little tap room. And I thought, well, this could be a fun part-time job. Mm-hmm. Garrett, and, Garrett and, and I talk about that all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We want it. Would kill so me, bad. Yeah. Love to do it. Yeah. Your wife would kill you. What about the tips that you might get? Yeah, all that cash. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do it for the cash, though. I think probably the same as you. I'd be doing it for just the learning experience of, and right. getting even that much closer to the, to the craft beer community. That would be fantastic. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of things on my, on my plate today, adding another brewery gig. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I never know. Yeah, I'm more, I want to be a, a, we see these like delivery jobs, for de- delivering craft beer. That appeals to, I always send those over to Garrett being like, we could do this. Yeah, That's really not a bad right idea. Now. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, you're like the, the neighborhood hero. You're just bringing everyone beer. Oh, like the, absolutely. Like Santa's, like the cool badass version of Santa. Yeah. Anyways, well, maybe a longer beard and, and a beanie. <laughs> Well, I got the like I got the beard. I don't have a beanie. I, if you if you need somebody with a beard, you let me know. Done. First on our list. Perfect. I just have to go and find a beanie. We'll, we'll mail you one. Mail you a yeah. rolling hops one. Oh, perfect. Can I can I uh, can I put beer got me here on there too? A little bit of shame, uh, you know, shameless Absolutely. advertisement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, that, sure. is that how you say it? Shameless. Yep. Shameless my... advertisement. Yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. shameful <laughs> oh i'm not ashamed of it so i guess it is shameless yeah definitely shameless that would that'd be a great idea though to do some uh do some deliveries or just work at a at a tap room either way it sounds like a lot of fun get your knowledge out there but it really does seem like you guys really know your stuff and garrett if i'm not mistaken when i was doing a little bit of research it seemed like you've traveled quite a bit probably years before starting the touring company and you got your knowledge from pretty much traveling around where have you toured aside from just canada have you done united states have you done europe probably more so europe um actually the states is one of the places we've i've been we've been yearning to go to uh, and explore a little bit more uh i've hit a couple spots in the states and, and visited a few craft region and around the area uh i guess maybe more in, in our there I say younger days prior to, you know, rolling hops actually becoming a formal thing. And it was more just like, just cause I like the vibe. And, and as I was saying before, it sort of grew into something more, but uh, yeah, a couple spots in the States, uh, Michigan, New York, probably more so. And then uh, Europe, like Germany, Czech Republic, uh, England, Denmark, Denmark was lovely, and then you know, obviously like they have a Kowaka Mickler beer there, which is which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, a lot of these spots, like I, I either it's been to, I've you know I've, I've gone to craft breweries, or I've actually done some of their local, uh, their local tours, ones that are hosted, you know maybe maybe not necessarily by local, but by the, the companies that actually work in and around the area. Yeah, and it's it's you know sometimes you you do get the run of the mill tour, not, not maybe not run of the mill tour, but you know they show you. A couple of different craft beer sites and tell you how beer is made and some things but i think like like what you were saying before nick it's like it's the passion they put behind it and i love experiencing that in different areas in different countries because they all have their own twist 
on why they love craft beer and why they think it's fantastic and, and something special to share. So, um, yeah, I guess those are probably some of the places I've, I've, you know, picked up a little bit of the knowledge along the way. And, and as much as I can, I try and talk to the brewers at each spot, but that's sometimes a little, a little tough to do. Andy, what about you? What's your tour history like? Um, that's a good question. Well, I've, <laughs> I actually used to be a tour guide, funnily enough. Um, I've well, been... it's only natural that you created this tour company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've, I've done a lot of traveling. I used to be, um, I actually used to teach as well. I was a teacher in Asia for a couple years, as well as in, um, in South America for about six months. So I t- I've traveled quite a bit. Um, it was always like, obviously, I like to be honest, I've learned a ton more about beer in the past couple of years now that Garrett and I have this venture than I knew prior to that. Like I always love, like Garrett and I drank uh, uh, copious amounts of beer in university and I would do so afterwards, but, but I didn't really delve too deep into really even knowing different styles or, or what different beers were. I just sort of, just sort of loved beer for what it was. And I didn't really make it too complicated and, along my travels, I would drink a lot of beer, but I, but I wouldn't really focus on it. And now that Garrett and I, and I have this little enterprise, I, I wish that I would have used my travel experience of the past to be a bit more beer centric. So, um, so I have, I've, I've in the past little while, like right before COVID and, and we, we did still have, we had rolling hops going. I did a bit of traveling and uh, I would try, like I, I went to Scotland and I tried some, uh, some nice beer in Scotland. And then funnily enough, Garrett, like you went to Scotland a couple months later and like went to the same place, yeah. which was kind of weird. Well, you're making me very jealous. Yeah. The Scotland one place great. that I want to go mm-hmm. <laughs> to try beer. No, great, like great craft beer scene occurring all over the UK, particularly in Scotland. There's a lot of fun stuff there. Scotland's sprouting up a whole bunch of yeah. craft brewers and Brewdog, like one of the more popular let's say craft breweries in and around North America they're originally from Scotland so. yeah that's right uh, oh is that right good stuff. yeah but yeah Hopefully. I think like Garrett and I um we really do want to we do have our little YouTube series of traveling to different craft breweries we do have that and we're as soon as we can we really want to take advantage of doing little trips particularly to the United States it's kind of like we really do value what's going on so close to us just south of the border and we think there's just so much there's just so much going on like even in these sort of rust belt cities like like buffalo or cleveland or detroit or pittsburgh like these kind of i don't want to offend anyone but i will say it like these sort of no i won't say it like these <laughs> these cities that aren't like the top cities of the u.s in terms of like oh i gotta go there for for a trip or for a tour but like these places are, they have such amazing scenes popping up, particularly with craft beer. So we really do want to take our little YouTube travel craft beer series. Uh, we want to take it to the U.S. As, as soon as we can, as well as potentially to Europe as well, or, or wherever, the, wherever the wind will take us. Wouldn't you agree, Garrett? Absolutely. All over the globe. If I can visit a craft brewery on every continent, and not, if not every country, I'd be yeah. very much fulfilled in my life. You die a happy man. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that does sound like a great way to go. 
<laughs> visit every brewery or every golf course. That's what I, that's, those are my two on my list. If I have to go anywhere, it's either a brewery tour or a golf course. Yeah. You're assuming that's why you want to go to Scotland as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. To to go onto the old course, St. Andrews, yes, Saint that's Andrews, what that's. Yeah. But I think that's like a three-year waiting list, so I'd have to probably book now in order to hopefully go there in three years if I wanted to. Yeah, that might is even it, extend to like five years, just as soon as COVID like is taken care of, for lack of a better description. And then people are there's just going to be this pent-up demand I, I have in my in my mind that everyone's just going to go everywhere and all these tourist destinations are going to be like three times more booked and rammed and all that. Oh, it's going to be crazy. But I, I was actually thinking exactly that too, for you guys, if you're going to be doing your YouTube shows for going into all of these different places in the United States. And if you go over to Europe, they're going to be welcoming you with open arms because they're going to be excited to get people coming back in from, mm -hmm. from anywhere. So that could be, very huge because they're going to pretty much tell you everything of, of what you want to know and really make your YouTube series grow. So that'll be nice. Yeah. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. It's funny, Nick, actually, we did have a plan. We sort of like, we did do a, a few of our little travel series last summer, like when COVID was still was going on, but things were a little bit more relaxed in the summertime. So like you could go to different patios and you, you could, could venture to craft breweries but we did actually have like our our last youtube series was we were set to go to ottawa but then like covid got really bad all of a sudden cases just shot up we got more restrictions so we had to cancel it but so we haven't ottawa was was the our final destination but we we never got to go yeah well Hopefully you do come to Ottawa. I'm optimistic that the summer will tone down a little bit once the vaccines start rolling out. Hopefully you can come to Ottawa, I guess, really depending on your personal situations as well. But if you can make it, let me know for sure. Part of our collaboration, we can, uh, we can set out to all the Ottawa breweries that are available to take us in. I was, yeah, I was hinting at you inviting us. So I'm glad you did. There you go. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> There you yeah, go. There are a couple of really good spots up in Ottawa. I definitely want to check out. Yeah, there's um, there's still some places I haven't seen, and talking to a few people that are uh, really into the craft beer scene, some places I've never even heard of. So I'm very excited to to see them. Some little hidden gems. Love it. There's even a guy apparently who operates out of a, a Quonset hut. Oh, I think I've heard of that. It's a very, very like small, almost like a shack. Where yeah. Just, yeah. Just serves craft beer out of it. That's got to be some good beer. I'm excited to try it. I'm determined to wait until I actually go there and pick it up. That's yeah. probably Maybe that's probably the only way to get it because I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. <laughs> probably just growlers and crowlers. Yes. And maybe not even crowlers, just a growler or howler. Probably the only way I'm, I'm assuming you'd be divvying it up. What's a howler? Howler's just a smaller growler for the most part, like the little baby brother of a growler. <laughs> like, like a, as like a wolf howls, like a howler. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Like a half growler, a howler. A howl seems bigger than a growl, though. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, it seems yeah, bigger. <laughs> it's louder, probably. It is louder. <laughs> uh, 
Might have something. Kyle to do is with more aggressive. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Yeah, that's know. true. <laughs> I mean that you can argue about that all day and never figure out why one's bigger than the other. No, but it sounds like a great argument to have sitting at a at a in a tap room and in a local craft craft beer place. That would be a fantastic argument to have. It would probably take you three or four pints to get to some sort of means where you can both, you know, agree to disagree. So, <laughs> well, after that, you'd probably be forgetting what you're arguing about and just go into another argument. Exactly. Another fun one. Absolutely. Well, here's another argument for for you guys. Your favorite styles of beer, go. Ooh, Garrett. That's a, that's a, no, not a tough one, I guess. Favorite styles. Um, I'm a big fan of actually some of the traditional styles that are sort of, we're seeing a resurgence of, like um, classic Pilsners or maybe ESBs. Um, some of these, you know, classic traditional styles. I think they're, they're being really, really well done with craft breweries uh, lately. Um, so I put those in probably my top five. Saison, you can't go wrong with a, with a nice Saison. Something that's well done, very dry. You know, maybe has sort of an herbal or floral essence to it. You'll see some of these coming out in the next couple next couple months. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm drinking a wheat beer currently. Uh, so can't go wrong with those. I don't know. It just depends on my mood. I don't know if my favorite ones. I don't know if I could put a top five actually together. So mm-hmm. I'm going to answer that question by being crappy and not actually give you an yeah. answer because yeah nick that's the most annoying question you can ask to garrett because he doesn't yeah i can see that now I, yeah i, I don't know, know if i regret regret asking yeah you should because or... i'm i have to hear this question all the time and i get more and more annoyed just <laughs> i mean it yeah. sounds like a fun answer Hearing because there's not really an answer it's either this or it's that or depends on the mood which is absolutely it's very justified i absolutely agree because i'm seeing that more and more now as well i eat something i'm thinking well this could this would go well with this amber lager that i'm drinking right now or mm-hmm. you know it's exactly. if i want like a digestif i go for uh something with a little bit a little bit sweeter as my dessert kind of thing Hundred percent. Usually, what I eat is being dictated by what's being, well, not being served to me. Well, it depends. Like if I'm actually ordering, or if I'm at like, you know, if I'm at the grocery store or something, I'll, I'll pick out food. Like, okay, well, I have a couple beers that might suit this dish, so I'll grab food based on that, or even vice versa. If I already know, you know, I, I really can't choose too much if the food's coming in, then I'll, I'll pair a beer accordingly. So that, that sort of dictates it too. And you know what? You have to appreciate the breweries when they offer you food on their menu that they already tell you what beer to pair it with. Oh, I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. I feel like that should be an absolute staple. Any place they should start. Yes. Beer with food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Everywhere you go now, put your, put your stamp on it say, you know what? I think you guys should start doing this. Like automatically pair your food with, with the beer that you're serving. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's, even if you just like take a random look, you don't have to get like an expert opinion, but you know, uh, get, uh, get those painstaking hours of tasting in and uh, come up. With Is it really that painstaking? No, absolutely not. It's, it's, it's an absolute delight. <laughs> Pleasure staking. But I'm just going to say it, it's painstaking. So people don't want to do it. And then maybe they'll have to hire us to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I see where you're getting at. Yeah, but now I just told you the secret, so hopefully they're not listening to all of that. I'm, well, <laughs> you're not, but you know, I want to grow my audience, so I'm hoping everybody hears what you're saying. And I'm going to yeah. ensure that there's like bells and whistles going off just before you say it and when I edit this, so they know to listen. Perfect. Andy, do I dare ask you what your favorite beer is? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a bit more decisive, but I do... I'll dance around the, the question a little bit. Like, I, I don't think there's a beer that I dislike. Um, I really do. So I do agree with you. I, I give Garrett a hard time, but I'm kind of in the same boat of like beers. It, it does depend on the mood. Like if I'm on a beach somewhere, it's, I'm probably not reaching for a porter or a stout. Um, it's probably something a lot more of a some sort of lager, something more crisp. So that, that does make a big difference. And it depends on like, if you're eating something, yeah, that those do make a difference. I think, I don't know, I've been, as of late, I was you're talking to guy. Yeah, give me the, give me the hops. Like I'm all into there the, we go. the American West Coast IPAs as of late. Yeah, but, but before that I was really into, I was, I was a sour boy, really loving the big wave of sours, but but no, I would say in the past couple months, I've just been like always reaching for, for the super, super hoppy IPAs, like pretty, like, like the, the higher ABV, the better, like give me yep. at least 6.5, you know. Testament to that, like if there was, with, just because you mentioned American and West Coast style IPAs, like if there are some of those available, I'll probably shoot for those first, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be choosing, just because they're, they're sort of seldom brewed now. It's all the big hype and focus is on the New England East Coast style IPAs, which, you know, they're, they're pretty much everywhere now, but getting a really good West Coast style is, uh, is you know, hard to find. So if I saw one of those, I would definitely put that at the top of my grocery list. Wow, that's big. That's, I've never heard Garrett be that decisive about beer. So this is a big day. Uh, well you you heard it here folks yeah all right everybody brew some west coast ipas they're still good no they're oh they're the best (laughs) why would they not i mean don't get me wrong the any ipas i do love them and the to me they're sort of neck and neck but it's one of those it's at the moment where you're thinking what do i feel like and what am i eating like if you have the decision say you're at a brewery you have to think, okay, well, this is at the point that I have to pair it or what is my mood? But I look at, for my favorite, it is the IPA and the hoppier, the better. I think I've gone through a quadruple IPA and thought still not hoppy enough for me. Give me more. Is there, is, is there, is there like a five times IPA out there? If there is, I want to try it. But for me, I, I think of, if I was to get rid of like a brewery tour, if I was to get rid of the idea of pairing, I, I look and think, well, if I'm going to the cottage, I'm going to be on a nice lake somewhere. It's going to be sunny all weekend. What beer do I want? What kind? Of, I'm always going to bring one kind and it's always going to be an IPA. So that I've, I, I look at it that way that if I was to really choose one of my best moments in a summer what am I going to drink? And it's going to be an IPA. And I'm, I'm always bringing like, I, I, I don't go as far as getting uh, a bunch of craft. I always just, uh, is Goose Island considered craft still? 
Wow. Has it gone into the macro? Yeah, they were bought out. Um, <laughs> they're very international, too. Yeah, they're like the craft branch of a macro entity, let's say. You, you could probably appreciate it for that. So I'm not breaking any rules by getting no, Goose no. Island to, to bring to a college. No, not at all. Okay, well, see, I, I, I get a lot of those because, I mean, they come in uh, in a case, so... I mean, you you want to be able to have a lot for uh, for a cottage getaway, so that's my go-to. But I've yeah, of, course, of course I get a selection of of good craft ones too, and it's it's really what's available. And it's always an IPA. Like yeah, I just yeah, I can't think sure. of I can't really think of a reason to to bring like a coffee porter or a stout to a cottage. Like it doesn't it, to me it doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe not to a well. It could make sense. Like for instance, if you're if you're sitting around the campfire late at night, you want to have that. Oh, that, that cozy, warm beer to go along with your cozy, warm fire. Like, good point. I didn't think of that. It's probably because we haven't had a fire at the cottage for quite some time. Mm-hmm. The last time right. we almost blew up the area because we threw old, like really old gasoline on it, and that was great. Oh, that sounds like fun. That was very fun. I caught, I caught that in slow motion. See, now so that's an like IPA a- type event because you're going to want that higher ABV to, you know make yourself impervious to flame of course mm-hmm. well i think that sometimes before i even drink beer but that's a good uh <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it literally doesn't make sense <laughs> not until you try it. i'm just kidding don't ever try that don't do that <laughs> don't try it at home kids yeah, or at the cottage try this at home or yeah anywhere for that matter <laughs> so ipa when you're blowing things up but if you're actually wanting to sit by a fire you have a nice porter or stout yeah, coffee porter, or, or you know, maybe you get a sweet oatmeal stout, and you have that along with your s'mores. That sounds like a perfect pair. I like. Don't even think. I think stouts for winter. Keep it. Keep it in. Keep it in season. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there, it is stout season. And this should hibernate from <laughs> from April to September. It should just shut down. So just stop making stouts. Yeah, reporters. I, I regret. I regret saying that. That's not true. But, but you know, like stouts are better, like in the winter time. Don't you think? This is when mm-hmm. they have summer stout, right? There are there are a few breweries that have actually labeled their stouts summer stouts. I think Black Lab did a summer stout last year. But what does Just that mean? Sort of, like, what does that entail? Uh, to be in my perfect opinion, I think it's just marketing. Oh, like, hey, we want to sell stout <laughs> in the summer. Not going to be very appealing. It's just called a summer stout. As soon as you call it a summer stout, people are like, "Oh, really? A summer stout? Okay, maybe it's summertime." So, I guess well, what's in it that makes it stout. different than drinking it in the winter time? I don't think anything. Like maybe they'll they'll add a few adjuncts that are that are a little more summer esque. Like sometimes you could do you could do like you can add like coconut in it, which is you know a little more tropical, reminiscent of summer. Perhaps I, I've seen that happen. Um, yeah, little things like that, I think, would make it a little more appealing during the, the warmer months. But apart from that, I don't think there's too much more of a difference apart from just the name. Hey, they got me. I bought one. <laughs> well, now I want to try it. I just want to see what it's like. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Get me all the summer stouts. <laughs> no, let's not go overboard, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it brings up an interesting question, though. So with all the tours that you've done, with all the... Uh, all the breweries that you have on your roster in any of those places do they have a very unique 
style of beer. And when I say unique, like a flavor profile that they put into it that you don't often see anywhere else. Mm, that's a good question. So like you mean a particular brewery or, or? Well, I'll get, I'll give you an idea of what I mean. So <laughs> over in, over here in Ottawa, yeah, Bicycle Craft offered, I don't know if they still do. They had one that had jalapeno in it. Mm. It was a ha- jalapeno flavored beer. And I don't think it was, at least in the tour they were on, I don't think it was very popular, but for me, I was over the moon. It was one of the, it was the best tasting beer I thought, because it, I, I like bite. I like really strong flavor. So that was by far my favorite. And if I can find it anywhere, if I ever went to a restaurant, I would get it. So you would never think of putting jalapeno into a beer, but they, they found the right one. It was so good. So I'm thinking along the lines of something like that, like that's jalapeno. Have you found anything else that had just, you thought about it and you're like, that's a very weird flavor to put in. And it turns out to be hopefully delicious. Yeah, that's a good question. There are a lot of interesting combinations that have been done with craft beer in Southern Ontario, like actually Wellington Brew, they're from Guelph and they did a jalapeno IPA, which actually Nick, you probably would have really enjoyed if you liked that sort of little, that little bite. I don't know if I could think when that's like a really unique style or flavor profile that that's maybe like that. I'm assuming that was probably just a one-off, maybe just a session beer. It sort of sounds like is that, is that kind of what they were doing or is that a mainstay on their menu? It was a one-off. I think it was, uh, I think it was one batch that they did. Yeah. So that's, that's usually the case for some of those little more little, little wilder ones, but like, um, you know, Rorschach Brewing down in the, in the east end of Toronto, they have a stout. Uh, it's called Benevolent Benevolence. It took me forever to get to say that properly. Um, but they, they always use a, a different confection. So whether it's like tiramisu or, or Oreos or, or fudge or, or a sticky bun, um, which they do. And, 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 and they do, it's the same stout, but they just change up the confection every time, which is really, really cool. So that's, that's pretty unique, I'd say. Um, or maybe some of the ones that we work with. Um, actually, what I'm drinking right now is pretty unique. So this is a this is a a wheat beer with white tea, peach, ginger, and lemon zest. And this is from Grain and Grit in Hamilton. Uh, but a really really interesting combination. It all really works well with the with the wheat style beer. So I can't think of any others that might come to mind, Andy. Maybe you had a few. No, I think you'd be better at this. I I don't know. Is that it's a famous, it's a the pickle beer at a brewery in, somewhere in Texas that I would like to try, but we haven't tried that. A no, I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, I think they use real pickles. I think I heard about this when I was in Toronto a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The pickle beer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This. Is, yeah, I don't know. I I'll see. I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say probably no, and here's why. I had a beer. I'm not going to say from, well, I don't even, I don't think it was their beer. I think it was the, the restaurant. It might've been their either. It could have been their keg. There was something, there was something wrong with it. I think it was their Amber and it was very good. And then I wanted to try the blonde and it tasted like pickle brine. Mm. Like no kidding. I thought that they just poured pickle juice into my glass and served it as a blonde. And it's the first time I've ever had to give back beer 
Cause sometimes I'll just be like, it's not my favorite, but I'll, I'll drink it. But it just definitely wasn't beer. I, I couldn't finish it, but I, I still couldn't say anything. I, I didn't want to say anything. I was just going to leave it. Um, because it was, uh, it was being paid by another company at the time for a company I was working for. So I was like, Oh, well, it's, I, I'm not going to complain about it, but somebody near me was too into beer and said, no, you can't do this. So they, they, they got the waitress for me to, to change it. But I, yeah, that the idea of something that's actually made out of pickle juice or pickle brine, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that. Not after that little semi-traumatizing experience of a horrible keg. Yeah. So that, that just spoiled, eh? Like that was just. Yeah, no, it was, it was way off. Like there was, you can you can just tell like there was no when you drink a beer you can have that hint of alcohol somewhere in there and it was like there was nothing other fermented things perhaps who knows that's like yeah that's tough um and like actually well i'm going back to like learning about you know beer technology and one of one of the bigger things that they said it's like and this was in the prudhomme course is like you know we always when we're teaching these things it's, it's so if you do go out in the industry you know to really enforce restaurants and, and places that have keg lines to clean them off because apparently it's not being done as much as you must as much as it should be anyway. And then yeah, you it results in, in unfortunately some bad experiences, which not necessarily tarnishes the restaurant, but like you were saying, like you know, it could tarnish the reputation of the of the brewery because you know, maybe patrons don't know that it's just a bad line. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, I tried that beer from this brewery and it tasted like garbage. It's like, oh, maybe the beer was fine, but you know, the, the place that served it just didn't do it in the optimal aspect. So um, uh, one of the points that was brought up anyway. Well, that's what I was thinking, because it, it, it in no way tasted the way it was supposed to, because you, you think of a blonde as something that's a little bit a little bit fruity, and it didn't have that at all. Well, hey, bringing it back and just saying, hey, I think there's maybe something up with this. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have a waiter or it's just like... Ugh, like it is like okay fine and like not actually pass on any of the feedback like i'm sure they probably get that a lot for on, on maybe I'm, some some other things that are not as as important but i'm willing to try that beer again the blonde uh maybe not out of a tap i'll see if it's in a can and see yeah. if i can actually either taste pickle brine again and i'd be like okay so this is how they make their beer or the way it's supposed to be made the blonde, yeah. the blonde yeah. pickle. The blonde, the blonde pickle. <laughs> yeah, that does sound disgusting. Oh thinking my God. Of, of asking no, for was... blonde and getting pickle, Brian, and yeah, that would turn me off as well. Yeah, no, that not, was not that was not an experience at all. It was funny. It was a funny experience, but just not for my palate. Yeah. And then I had another uh, amber to go down, and life was good again. <laughs> You're gonna wash it down with something, something, something a little heavier than than the blonde. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, went I back to what I knew was was delicious because I'd already had the amber before, and I wasn't disappointed. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and actually, since we're, you're asking about maybe some special, unique beers, there is a brewery on the Danforth. It's like a brew pub or a brew restaurant uh, called Louis Cipher, and they do a Thai PA, which I think is, and it's it's one of their mainstays. Uh, so it's a coconut lemongrass IPA, and, and they brew it constantly. It's actually in the L in the LCBO at certain locations, uh, but that one's pretty unique because it has coconut and lemongrass in it. So it's got this Thai PA. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's neat. That one's interesting. And, and it, I thought I'd bring it up just because it is actually one of the core lineup. Yeah, that would be interesting. That definitely, uh, that definitely qualifies. And, and what I was asking earlier, something very unique and something I would try. Yeah, it's delicious. I'm just trying to imagine coconut. I, I definitely never had coconut in my beer, but it's worth a shot. I'm not a huge fan of coconut itself, but the flavor mixed with other, um, you know, other dishes, whether it be food or beer actually plays nicely sometimes. I can see that. Actually, circling back to Ottawa, because I was just thinking, have you guys actually visited any uh, Ottawa breweries at all, either together or separately? I meant to ask that a little bit earlier. I I think, Gary, you have. I, like, don't think I have. I'm embarrassed to say, but I, Gary, what about you? Yeah, I've been there. I think I went to Beyond the Pale uh, before. I think they had a, maybe a smaller shop and recently moved. Sorry, if my memory serves. But yeah, Beyond the Pale was one that I went to. I did go to one other, but I'll be perfectly honest. At that point in time, I was in no state to remember anything. <laughs> I don't okay. remember exactly what it was. You were having a good day, it sounded. Yeah. Oh, it was a fantastic day. It was sunny and hot, and we went to the beach, and naturally, beer follows. So, do you, do you, do you remember where you were when you went to this brewery in, in part of Ottawa? Swimming in the Rideau Canal. Well, you don't want to swim yeah. there. <laughs> I remember going over the Rideau Canal once or twice by bridge, but that's that's pretty much it. No, I was I was not the the driver or in the front seat for that matter for the whole day luckily enough i was not dd so i don't remember exactly and that was actually probably one of my first times being to ottawa so i, I really didn't have a sense of direction unfortunately well you, you still did the right thing coming <laughs> of how you came to ottawa you, visit, oh, you visited yeah. some breweries so to its fullest for sure yeah. <laughs> yep but all you can remember is crossing a few bridges yeah and like someone's saying oh there's parliament oh cool all right uh where's the brewery though (laughs) there should be there should be a couple nearby what's the closest brewery is there there's a couple craft breweries like near like the byward market like in downtown ottawa correct am i right byward i'm not a hundred percent sure about any in the byword market i i've never maybe been I'm to wrong. any if there are okay maybe i'm wrong but a lot of the uh, breweries are are sort of outside of the sort of outside of the downtown area the only one that i know closest to parliament if you continue down bank street there's flora hall mm. and that's one of my favorites i can't think of any other places but there's a lot of places nearby uh, that serve a lot of ottawa and ontario craft beer in uh, in the Byward Market or, or in Center Town, like it's just bustling with uh, with craft beer. There's just so many. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking. There's just so many pubs like in and around Byward mm-hmm. Market. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. But I guess. Oh yeah, there's a lot a lot of pubs, and there's a for life of me, I can't even think of the name, but there is like a, a craft beer dedicated place uh, in Lansdowne as well. And that's a nice place to go to. I'll have to look it up, but I can't remember the name of it. Jot a bunch of these down for when we get back up there. Oh, yeah, like, please there, do. I have a quick question for you. Like, uh, in terms of, like, what about Gatineau, particularly? Like, across the river and into Quebec? Like, 
there's some great ones here too. Um, mm -hmm. There's one that's located. I, I have to look into the name of this one again. Um, unfortunately, my French isn't the best and I can't remember the name of it in full, but there's one that's sort of underneath this bridge a little bit right up against the water. And it looks like it's um, surrounded by a little bit of uh, Gatineau's historic um, architecture as well. I think part of the bridge or part of what was uh, built there before, I don't quite know what it used to be. I've only been there maybe once or twice, but it's a beautiful location and they have a wide selection of beer. I think while, while I'm here, while I'm near my computer, I'm going to have to check out and see what this is, but there's one place that's, um, that's there. And there's another one actually that I discovered a couple of years ago, just a stone's throw away from me. There's a little, uh, there's a little industrial area just down the road from me. And I can walk there if I don't feel like driving and I can just pound a few back and then, and just walk back home. Hopefully I know where I'm going because the shortcut is very dark if it's at night, but yeah, there's one very close by and it's called Gallicus and they just opened their doors a few years ago. And I tried uh, a couple of flights and they were very, very good. And I'm hoping to see these guys grow. So they're just, they're just starting off. They're getting, uh, they're getting their name out there, but they have some great stuff. So if you ever come to the Ottawa area, the two that I mentioned, Gallicus and the one that I still haven't, still haven't a name for yet, are definitely ones to try out. But I haven't gone to any others that are around. I've been, I haven't looked into any in Gatineau uh, quite yet because I've been focusing on trying to get to the, all the ones in Ottawa. But when it comes to Gatineau, haven't, haven't really made my rounds. But when it comes to Gatineau, when it comes to Aylmer, the craft beer scene is pretty big there too. Yeah, I'm sure. No, it's... Gallicus. All right. Yeah, Gallicus. And let's see if I can find the other one. <laughs> is it by chance called Dominion City? It is not Dominion City. That should still be in Ottawa, but Dominion City, I also really, really like. Yeah, they do some really good stuff. IPAs yeah. too, just a really good, approachable, tasty IPA. Yes. One of the best IPAs. Actually, I had uh, um, when I was talking about the company that paid for the beer that I had. That was Pickle Brine. the The office that I used to work for was right there near Dominion City, in that industrial area. I was right next door to it, so I would just walk there and get beer. Awesome. And yeah, it was nice to have some office beer once in a while. And Oddly enough, right next, like literally next door, like, cause we had this, we were in this um, unit with a bunch of little uh, companies in it, but right next door to us was Steam Whistle. That was their distribution center. So they would come in and bring all of their beer to distribute, I guess, to the beer store, the LCBO. And well, we made really good friends with these guys. And anytime they would come around, we would just say, hey, do you have anything for us? And they would just give us free beer. So we would stock up our uh, little beer fridge in the office full of steam whistle. No two words in the English language so sweet as free beer. Free beer. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's free, it's amazing. Absolutely. And it goes down smooth. Oh, yeah. I, steam whistle is great. Their tour. I don't know if you've ever done a steam whistle tour. For sure. For oh, sure. yeah. Yep. That was great. Um, it depends on the tour guide. I've taken it a couple times. Uh, and Same. you need like a, a really good tour guide to 
to to get well, not to get you through, but like it, it, the tour guide definitely makes the experience. I think this is sort of what we've been talking about for a good portion early on. Um, but also some of the tour guides will give you a little more beer than others. Will. Yep. That's been my experience at steam missile. Uh, there was a lot, sorry. Some will give you like an enormous amount. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that was my experience for sure. Um, <laughs> I was with my buddy, Kyle, we went over to steam whistle and what they do at the beginning of the tour is they hand you a bottle and if there was any left over, they say, well, who can double fist? So of course I put my hand up and I had two. So did Kyle. So we both had two beer together. And then I think along the way you get a little bit more, can't remember, but then at the end of the tour, there's a little video that you watch and there's a little tap room in there. And we must've had another two or three pints while talking to the tour guide. While everybody else went, uh, they left. We just chatted with the tour guide afterward when the tour was over and we just kept on getting beer after beer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, awesome. that's the, the best guide. Yeah. And yeah, well, we weren't, uh, we were relying on, cause we went downtown, so we weren't going to be driving anywhere. So we, we just wanted to, uh, enjoy our time with beer. So when we left steam whistle, we went to another restaurant nearby that had a lot of beer. So we had a lot of beer, went to the CN tower, had more beer. That was a great day. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a great day. Nick, you oh. were in Toronto recently, weren't you? Yes, I was. Did you venture to any craft brew? Are these stories about your trip recently or this is, this is before? This is before. This right. is when the world was a fun and magical place. When the world was the world. Yeah. yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I remember those days. Those were, uh, those were, those were good times. <laughs> they were great. Yeah. <laughs> they were it's so much fun. <laughs> One day it'll come back and we're not going to take it for granted. Well, we might be happy for a couple of weeks and be like, okay, you can get, you can get away from me now. I'm, we'll I'm take done. it for granted as yeah. soon as we can yeah. well you guys should because <laughs> your like your company relies on having people around so That's i right. would hope for you yeah and i just all, all i care about is seeing my my family and colleagues that's it sure there but yeah all of this was done a couple of years before and and everything being closed when i visited toronto couple weeks ago yeah we didn't we didn't do anything so we just bought a lot of beer at the uh either the lcbo or the beer store and just had fun on our own patio mm. uh, which was great because i was celebrating my birthday as well and that was a great way of doing it oh great Happy we birthday. had a good view too because if you're going to go to any other patio well you're not going to have the most amazing view because it's going to be street level we were up a little bit so you can see uh, downtown Toronto, a little, a little bit of ways, but you can see, you can see the CN tower, like the little tiny CN tower in the distance. So I, I was happy with that. Sure. That was a great view. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Toronto, Nick? You like it or you're, you're more of an Ottawa guy. If I could move to Toronto, I probably would. Yeah. I do. I buy a house. It's only about like two and a half million. Yeah, yeah detached houses are really a they're really a deal nowadays. <laughs> oh, two and a half million. Okay, well, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna go into my vault filled with <laughs> gold coins. Yes, the the one that I swim in every day. Yeah. Oh, you and... got one of those too? No way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I just do the Scrooge McDuck dive into yeah. the the gold coins and mm -hmm. swim around a little bit. The bitcoins. But, but two million bucks. <laughs> 
Well, we'll see how my stocks do, and maybe maybe I'll I'll figure something out buying yeah. a home in Toronto. But give it some time. I mean, I'll I'll just I don't know. We'll 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 see. Toronto, if I could, Toronto would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But Garrett, then, Garrett but then hates I, Toronto. Sorry, Garrett hates Toronto. He's a big Garrett. Why do you hate Toronto? Big anti-Toronto guy. I'm not anti-Toronto. I love Toronto. You heard it here, folks. Anti-Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling Hops Beer Tour Guide of Toronto Hates Toronto. Doesn't like Toronto. There's a headline for you. We want some PR. Yeah. <laughs> some so, Garrett, why do you absolutely love Toronto? Tell us why you love it so much. Uh, good question. Uh, uh, a number of reasons. Probably, first and foremost, there's always something to do. Uh, you're, you're really not short of options on like anything. It doesn't matter your tastes. You can really do anything you want. Um, obviously, we love craft beer, and there's always a new craft beer spot to go to or a new release to find to go check out. And you know, that's also a portion of why we do what we do because we like to showcase all these wonderful new craft beers. Yeah, there's a lot of great things about Toronto. It's just fun walking through the neighborhoods as well, and that's also what we do as, as a business. So I, I guess all the stuff that I like I like about Toronto pertains to the business that we run, which is convenient enough. Yeah, there's, a, there's a number of really good things about Toronto. And was Toronto your number one choice for starting Rolling Hops? Like, it was, like is it just because you already lived there or did you actually consider other cities mm. when creating your company? Oh yeah. Do you know, actually, I'll, I'll ask this question to you both gentlemen. Do you know the, the city in Canada that has the most craft breweries? What do you guys think? The city in Canada that has the most craft breweries. Yeah, what do you guys think? Think it's Toronto? So we're not Toronto. I want to. I want to see. I, I'm thinking more west. I'm mm. pretty sure it's a, this little township in BC. Last I looked up. <laughs> a little township in a BC. Township? Oh, I give up. He he knows more than yeah, me already. Like if you're looking at like most, like how no, are no, you no. looking at this? No, like no, not per capita. I'm talking like the most. Just the just, most just numbers. Yeah. The oh. city. What it. Like can I, can I can I say Vancouver? You can say Vancouver. Yeah. Let's go with Victoria. Victoria. Um, Nick is correct. It's Vancouver. Oh my god! Uh, I believe Sweet. the Greater Vancouver area has last time I checked, like I think like seventy-seven craft breweries. Toronto has second. I think we're at fifty-nine. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, Montreal like only has like half of that. I think they're less than thirty. They're like twenty-eight. That actually is shocking. I could be totally wrong. If anyone wants to call me out, they can email rollinghops at gmail.com and call me out. <laughs> but I think it's I'm pretty certain Vancouver takes the cake. That's not surprising. Yeah, but I ignored your question, Nick. Um, yeah, well, Garrett and I were both we're both Torontonians, like we were but we're both um, we're both living in Toronto, so we it just kind of made sense. Like it was our stomping ground. And there was, there's, to be honest, there's just so much, like Garrett mentioned, there's just so much going on in Toronto and particularly in terms of craft beer. I mean, we're second only to Vancouver, (laughs) but, uh, but definitely first in Canada for most things, if I do dare say. (laughs) So, um, so it's a great place to, to be. Garrett and I really, we, we created this, this beer tour around like getting people out of like Toronto's really expanding as a tourist destination. Like as it becomes more and more international, like 
folks really are starting to visit it more and more, treating it a little bit more like New York City in terms of a tourist destination, just coming to like really check out these kind of cool things that Toronto has. I don't really think that existed like 20 years ago. Toronto was a bit more of just a place to do business. But I really do think in 2021, like, I mean, maybe not 2021, but hopefully 2022, um, Toronto will, it, it will continue to have this just sort of this draw for international tourism. And Garrett and I really wanted to showcase like a true, like authentic event that, that kind of, that, that younger Torontonians maybe, not necessarily, but like Torontonians in their 20s or 30s, what they typically will do. Like a Torontonian doesn't go to the Ripley's Aquarium or the CN Tower every weekend. Like that's not what people in Toronto do. Like we wanted to showcase like craft beer and craft breweries really, it, it is, it's woven into the fabric of this sort of, of this young professional esque culture that exists in Toronto and, and the craft beer scene is, is just so it's so prominent in that. So that's really kind of what we, what we sort of wanted to focus our experiencing experience in rather like just really showing what young Torontonians like to do. An off the beaten path experience, if you will. You got it. Oh, you make a good point. Not everybody wants to go to the CN tower every day. No, yeah. but craft beer, like absolutely. Wrong with that. No, no, but Not I mean, Great. I mean, one trip up to the CN Tower and up to the restaurant, you can go, you know, have a, a whole lot of beer at a brewery for a week. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's like thirty-four dollars to go up the CN Tower. Isn't that crazy? Well, I thought it was more than that. I think that's just to go up. Like, if you want to eat there, it's so it's it's just the elevator fee. Yeah. yeah, if you want, if you want to eat there, it's uh, yeah, you it's can take a, the stairs for free, right? Isn't that the, the whole shtick? I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. I, I think not? that's like a special event thing. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. think you can really take the stairs. It'd be interesting yeah. to see if you can actually use a slinky on that thing. Ladies and gentlemen, that yeah. is not true. You cannot take the stairs. For free. <laughs> you heard it here. Andy said it. You can take the stairs for free. There he is, the, he is the Toronto historian. He should know about the CN Tower stairs. <laughs> right by the way i figured out the uh, the name of that that brewery that i couldn't figure out in gatineau it's called bdt or le Brasseur du jutin okay bdt bdt cool. it was on the tip of my tongue i knew it was bdt but i didn't want to say it until i verified so like 45 minutes later i figured out what it was all right minus editing time maybe 30 yeah. minutes yeah <laughs> be a fun edit <laughs> but yeah bdt well that's cool that you stuck with toronto and if hopefully you do expand, because it, it seems like that's what you want to do in, in the future is to expand, not just with Toronto, but get out there to other places in the GTA. Like what about like Hamilton, St. Catharines, maybe even crossing over to Ottawa? Would you even consider doing something like that? Other cities outside of the GTA or do you just want to keep it? Do you want to just be that local company? We, we have toyed with the idea and, and just, it's also a little bit restricted because we, we, you know, we pride ourselves on our walking aspect of the tour, which is, which is great and all until you have to walk like 40 minutes in between brewery stops. So it's, uh, it's a little tough sometimes when you're going outside of Toronto, because in Toronto, you have craft breweries in pretty close vicinity all around the city, which definitely, you know, obviously plays well to our, our tours. Um, 
so yeah, maybe we, we visit some other breweries and that are a little bit further away, but we do a part walking, maybe part Uber or part, if we do, you know, get a van or something like that. But yeah, eventually it would be nice to expand. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised Hamilton before I moved to Toronto. So I guess we're not a wholehearted Toronto, but I pretty much spent half of my, my adult life in Toronto. Uh, but, you know, Hamilton has a, a budding craft brewing scene as well. So like, it would be great to showcase a few of the men around the Hamilton area. And, and same with, you know, St. Catharines in the Niagara yeah. region. So it's funny um, that you said that, Nick, Hamilton or St. Catharines, because Garrett grew up in Hamilton and I grew up in St. Catharines. It's funny that you said that. Those were the first two that came to, well, you mentioned Hamilton and I know some people in St. Catharines. So those are the, the only ones that I can come up with. Mm-hmm. The two best medium-sized cities in southern Ontario well there we go yeah. that golden horseshoe <laughs> yeah We're I haven't hard. been to St. Catharines in a minute though yeah it's not great that's <laughs> <laughs> his charm Hamilton's a lot better it's substantially bigger yeah, if you like sulfur smell yeah. if you like making stuff. steel yeah right steel town baby I'm okay <laughs> yeah, I think we're all okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> I've already had my pickle juice. I'm. I'll stick with that. Yeah. I don't need sulfur now. Yeah. Have you anything additional that you want to talk about with uh, with Rolling Hops? Do you want to talk a little bit more about your virtual tours? Because I think I don't think we've caught too much on that. Because anybody listening, they might want to one day participate in that. So they might want to know what to do to get in on it, what to expect throughout the little virtual gallery. If you want to just chime in on that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with our virtual events, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to pride ourselves on being pretty full service in that regard. So it's really all it takes is anyone just sending us an email. There's a contact us form right on our website, rollinghopspiritours.com. Uh, and we'll work directly with you on creating an event you know, tailored to whatever it is that, uh, you know, the organizer wants to go for. So family, friends event, colleagues, team building, corporate events, we, we've handled all these and are continuing to do so. Uh, you know, the online event is, uh, we like to keep it pretty simple, pretty similar to what we would do on our walking tours, you know, keep everyone as engaged as we possibly can by, you know, if it's a, if it's a smaller group, everyone keeps their audio and video on and we do gain encouraged chat and questions and things like that even if it is a bigger group you know we just utilize the chat box and things like that but getting everyone involved and engaged is, is really what we try and do and, and sometimes it can be a little tough over zoom but you know uh, we like to think we, we do that pretty well and you know and like andy said before we do a formal tasting we talk about the styles of beer typical characteristics of those craft beers stories behind them uh andy does a really great job in you know taking craft beer and and, and sort of relating it to, to history overall, you know, where, where the actual history of craft beer, how it relates to Canadian history. So uh, this is sort of what you're going to get in about an hour and a half, maybe two hour experience online. And like I said before, we, we take the reins, just, uh, you know, let us know what you want. And then uh, we start creating it for whoever's looking to organize something. And you just keep it uh, local or are you actually hoping to expand that during the virtual time? Like the virtual, like for, for guests or for breweries used in which context? Well, I meant in the context of while you're doing it virtually, because I know that you will go back to doing the physical tours. So while you're doing it virtually now, are you just wanting to keep everything localized? Because I know when it comes to sending out the beer and as well as the cheese, because you do the pairing, 
um, I believe I've looked into it and you try, you just try to keep it in the GTA. So if you have to do this a little bit longer, would you want to expand or are you just going to continue to do it locally? Yeah. Expanding would be great. Like we really, by way of, of, I guess some liquor laws and whatnot, we can only really ship within Ontario. Um, but we've, we've actually done that with some craft beer and cheese, you know, we, we expedite and express postings with, you know, all, we have worked with a bunch of cooler packs so we could do the craft beer and cheese a little bit outside the GTA. Beer is obviously a little bit easier because it doesn't necessarily need to stay cold. Uh, but yeah, expanding it would be, would be great. We, we do, you know, keeping it local as well. So really what we have right now has been working where, you know, it, we'd like to keep things, you know, I don't know, let's say fairly local, but we're not turning down anyone who's a little bit further outside the city. Nothing like that. Well, that's good news because I might want to get on it one day. <laughs> Physical tour, I, I prefer that one. Yeah. But the virtual sure. tours, it'd be fun to get in on one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Get you or maybe one. the next time I'm in Toronto. That too. We can even just run through our own little uh, our own little experience. Hopefully, yeah, ideally in person. It'd be great to actually meet you and sit down and have a pint and chat. That would be the best case scenario. Oh, it'll it'll definitely happen. We got a we got a nice little collaboration going, so we know that's going to be the future. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, any other? Uh, have you guys any questions that you want to run by me, or are you guys good for the evening? That's pretty good. Did you want to maybe chat a bit more on our on our little collab idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, we can end on that. I think we can take it from there. So we have been discussing in the last couple of weeks now about getting in on a collaboration. We got a couple of ideas running now about how we, how we want to uh, approach that. So if you have anything in mind now that you would like to in detail, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we, I started off with Nick and I having a great conversation, maybe was it a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. I don't even know. I, yeah, it was before I even went to Toronto. So that was probably about three weeks ago. Three weeks. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, Garrett and I, we, we did have a little podcast going, oh, a couple of years ago, it, it just sort of seemed a little bit too daunting for us to do, but we really do like engaging and reaching out and connecting with folks in the beer community. So we've, uh, we've been able to connect with, with you, Nick, and we're, we're very happy to announce that we're, we're going to try to do this, do a, a monthly collab podcast with you. So I guess that'll be mostly through through you um, in terms of launching our monthly Rolling Hops collab with with you. And we'll showcase a little bit of, of the craft beer scene in Toronto, hopefully get some guests uh, within our network um, in terms of beer, uh, like brewery owners and, and head brewers and really just sort of connect uh, a Toronto beer aspect to what you have going on in terms of, of what's going on in Ottawa. So we're excited about this, excited to, to get this going. Every month we'll, we'll be able to join you, Nick, and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. As am I, I think this will be a very fun thing to do. Even just outside of the podcast, it'd be it'd be a great experience. Yeah, this conversation was fantastic. We can get that going every month. That's uh, that's worth cracking a couple beers, I'd say. Oh, 100%. 
Absolutely. I know like Nick, we'll, we'll connect really soon, maybe make a few announcements on who our, our first guest will be and we'll have some fun. Just, we really wanna, wanna keep this, uh, the beer culture going and connect, um, connect folks and listeners to, to the craft beer scene, particularly what we can share in terms of what's going on in Toronto. Cause there is a lot, we know that Ottawa has a thriving scene as well, but, uh, but we're arrogant and egotistical, so we like to talk about what we know, and that is what's going on in Toronto. By all means, bring that arrogance over here. It's just going to help me out a little bit, right? So Love it. Love it. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy to, to have it go that way. I want to hear more about the Toronto scene. And Garrett, you were saying that this was a fun conversation. Well, it's just going to get a lot more fun the more beer that I get, so... That's usually how things go. So that, mm-hmm. that's how I like to, to progress through my night. So we'll, we'll share a beer on that. Once the, uh, once the borders open back up, or I, at least I think the borders are a little bit relieved at the time being, I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'll just head over to the beer store in the LCBO and I'm just going to stock right up. You're talking, you're talking provincial borders. Yeah. The provincial borders, yes. Yeah, I know we're not even at the American border yet. No, not quite yet. Yeah. But no, the provincial borders when, because I, I live right at the border and it's nice to, to cross over and not that I'm limited because in Quebec, you can go to any grocery store and, and pick up a whole bunch of beer, but it is limited yeah. in, in what's available. So I like to go over yeah. to the beer store, the LCBO and, and pick up uh, quite a bit more because then you can get, you get access to things all over Ottawa and areas of Toronto as well. So I want to be able to have more of an abundance. Of course. Maybe, Nick, I'll end on this. Do you think that beer is overall cheaper in Gatineau, in Quebec? So I'm going to tell you something funny because this happened to me while I was in Toronto with Kyle. We went, it was, I think it was the first day there. I don't know what was going on in my head. And he points out a beer that I might like. I think it was, it was an NEA IPA. I looked at it and I thought it was like a feature beer. Cause it was at the, it was at the sort of the end of the aisle. So when they display things at the edge, sometimes those are the ones on display that are a feature beer normally on sale or something like that. Right. And I looked at the price and I said, $4. And he just splits himself laughing. I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't even know why I said $4 because then I thought back thinking, well, that actually does seem like the right price. And so, okay, so $4, he still, he still makes fun of me about it today. So I had to get that one out, but I thought about that shopping for beer this afternoon, because when I went, it's a little bit more expensive. And cause I'm looking at them, there are more than $4. Some of them were up to five, five fifty, And those were just for cans. Even the, even these big oh. bottles too, are about the same price. I may as well just get a giant bottle and Gatineau. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it would be cheaper. Foolish me. I think the big macro ones are, are maybe cheaper. The, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's some places around here that, that you go there for an abundance of beer, but it's, it's the macros that you get. And you can get yeah. a whole lot that can last you a long weekend. Like the some octagon pack of bud or something. Yes. <laughs> and no, I wouldn't do that. But I think when it comes to the craft, like they it comes from all over the place. It comes from all over Quebec. So you get them from Montreal, you get them from Quebec City. But then there are some from Ontario too. Like I've seen some from Ottawa. I pick I 
in Gatineau, uh, I picked up one from Bose, which is in Van Cleek Hill. And then there were some from other places, like there's a Bench Brewery, which I think is in Ontario as well. So yeah. I think um, I think some places that uh, have to cross the border and have to travel a little bit might get a little bit more expensive, but slightly pricier than what I would find at, say, the LCBO, because I've picked up probably the same. I probably could have gotten bows that I picked up today for maybe 50 to a dollar less, but I don't normally look at the price. I just look at the beer and get it. <laughs> to be quite yeah. honest with you, I really don't look at the price. Good for you. That's the true beer first, ABV second, then maybe the price. Maybe the price. Yeah. Once I see that I'm running out of money, I'm like, oh, maybe it's the beer, but I don't really blame the beer. (laughs) You can't blame the beer. It might be pizza or ice cream. (laughs) What beers last on that totem pole? (laughs) But yes, to to answer your question, it's a little bit more expensive depending on where you look. Mm. Good to know. Have you have you gone to Calgary? I've been to Calgary, yeah, but not don't couldn't say very much about the craft beer scene in Calgary. I don't know if Garrett, I don't know. Have you been to Calgary? I have not. I have actually yet to leave the province westerly. <laughs> westerly. 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 <laughs> it's a word, look it up. Not. I trust you. <laughs> shouldn't. You shouldn't. Well, when you decide to go westerly to Calgary, <laughs> you should check out their liquor stores. It's yeah, it's so cheap. Are you kidding me? It was extremely expensive. Oh, is it? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, this guy saying westerly is not a word. Doesn't even know what food. I thought it was. I remember, like, I haven't been to Calgary in a while. Which Calgary did you go to? I remember, like, getting like a like a two four of kokanee, and it was very cheap. Well. Yeah, that wasn't the experience that I had when I went to Calgary. It was fairly expensive, but they had a great brewery there. Guess we'll just have to go and check it out for ourselves. Maybe things have changed. Who knows? Well, you never know. But I think it's just because Calgary operates differently than Ontario when it comes to uh, their liquor board. Yeah, well, I'm so surprised because like Alberta's so anti-tax, you know, where Ontario and Quebec were just so so many more taxes. No, yeah. When I went to Calgary, it was expensive, but it's still beer. You just enjoy it. It is. Amen to that. Absolutely. Yeah, Nick, it's, been a, sure. it's been a super, super big pleasure. And we look forward to collab beer podcast, Ottawa, Toronto, number one. Absolutely. It'll be the best Ottawa, Toronto collab there ever will be. Correct. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, Nick, super nice connecting with you. Love the podcast. Love what you're doing. Love learning appreciate about it. here in the uh, scene in, in Gatineau and Ottawa. So we're excited about this. Really appreciate it, Andy and Garrett. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, yeah, Nick. All right. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Take Bye-bye. care. Good night. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can help my podcast grow by sharing my podcast with family and friends and subscribe on whichever platform from where you're listening. Also, check out my Instagram at beergotmehere for beer photos and future beer reviews. Cheers!